Nerve force is life. The energy that gives life to the body is now known to be nerve force. This explains why a strong, active body overflowing with energy may in a moment become a lifeless form. Although no visible change has taken place, the heart has ceased to beat, the blood no longer flows through the veins to nourish, develop and sustain, the brain is dormant, the eyes sightless, the ears deaf, the lungs, stomach, liver, kidneys, and other organs have ceased their labors. What is this marvelous change? What is this element in the living that is absent in the dead? There is no secret in the framework of bone held together by sinews, fibers, and muscles, nor in its covering of flesh, nor in the system of organs located within this framework or in the several duties they perform. But the energy, the something that gives them life, the something that has been taken away, what is that? The answer is nerve force. It is an un indefinable substance which is generated in the cells of the brain and spinal cord and sent out through the system of nerves to give power to the organs as electricity is sent out through wires to furnish light, power, and heat. With plenty of nerve force, there is life and health. With little nerve force, the body is weak and sick, and without it, there is no life at all. That is from D.D. Palmer's Chiropractic Adjuster in 1910. <clears throat> so that was 106 years ago, right? And if you really want to think about it, how far-reaching D.D. Palmer was, right? This guy was, like, way ahead of his time. Right, because right now the scientists are just now really start talking about life force and nerve energy and they're just starting to accept the stuff that we figured out 106 years ago in this book and 116 years ago when D.D. Palmer first made his chiropractic adjustment. <clears throat> and I think about this and I marvel at this amazing stuff that we have that we can share with the kids with the adults, with the pregnant women. Yesterday, I'm adjusting little autistic girl. And she does not look you in the eyes. Her whole, when you're adjusting her, and I, like she's sitting on her dad's or her mom's lap. Yesterday was her dad. And she's sitting on her dad's lap and her, her, she's got very pretty hair, but it's down like this. You can't see her eyes, right? <laughs> so to make contact with her is not very easy. And in the beginning, the first like, number adjustments, the parents had to literally hold the child like this because she would just want to squiggle and squirm away. But now she's gotten used to it and she realizes, like she gets what we're doing with her, right? On a, on a level that we can't explain because this is not like a, I can talk to her and tell you what I'm about to do level, right? This is a six-year-old girl who does not have that comprehension, right? So she just has to trust in the feel of what we're doing. Right? She just has to sense it because that's how kids who, are, who do not have a lot of outward expression and sensory abilities, that's how they feel, is they feel through their senses. Right? Just like a, like a dog, right? a dog can kind of sense when you're kind of you know, a little uneasy with them because they'll start barking. Right? It's the same kind of thing. They will start, if you're uneasy, they will, start, they will start to feel that. So I'm adjusting her last night and every time I adjust her, I always say, okay, I want you to give me a high five. Right? To me, this is like the hallmark of I am getting through, especially with an autistic child, is I want you to give me a high five. Give me a high five. And every single visit from the first one, this is like maybe the 10th one or so, every single visit, I take her hand at the end and I go like this. You know, I take her hand and I slap my hand with her hand. This is what I want you to do. I, or you want to do a fist bump? Okay, we'll do a fist bump. And I, I talk to her as if she's completely there. I'm not acting as if she's got some kind of issue. I'm just acting as if she's just being defiant, even though I know she isn't. And so I, I go like this with her hand, and I go like this, and I bump it. In. So every visit we do this. 
So yesterday, same, it's the same thing. I'm like, okay, we're all done now. Good job. I'm so proud of you. You did a great job. And, you, and she especially did. She sat still. I was really proud of her. I said, okay, give me a high five. Give me a high five. You could do it. You could do it. And she didn't do it, so I picked up her hand. I did, okay, good. And, oh, there goes my microphone. So I said, uh, okay, that's okay. You don't want to give me a high five. That's totally cool. All right, so this is what I want you to do. Give me a fist bump. Can you give me a fist bump? And she gave me the most microscopic but absolutely visible fist bump ever, right? So my hand was like this and her hand was like this and she like just gave me a little tap. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And she got all excited and she started going like this and she started clapping her little hands because that was a huge moment. That was a connection. That was our first connection, right? And what does that mean? If you think about it neurologically, right? Nerves that fire together, wire together. We just had a new firing that had not happened before. What does that mean? To me, neurologically, that means I got her. That means she's coming out. And that's what we do and nobody else can. Nobody else can do what we do. Dave, she's been to specialist after specialist after specialist. Nothing works. Chiropractic is amazing because of this thing called life force, nerve force, nerve energy. Right? It is so exciting. And this isn't, this isn't just about like adjusting an autistic kid. This is about affecting adults too. I got a testimonial yesterday, a review, completely unsolicited. One of my uh, patients, um, he's been coming to us for about a year now, and he uh, sent me this completely unsolicited, unexpected email yesterday saying, I want to thank you for everything that you do, Dr. Rubin, um, because you've really changed my family. You've changed how we kind of look at things. Uh, I, I used to be into a lot of the books that you are always talking about on your podcast. So here's a patient listening to my podcast. And she, he said, you know, I, I, I read Think and Grow Rich. I read uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I read Richest Man in Babylon, which is three of your favorite books that you're always mentioning on, on podcasts. He said, I've, I've read them, but I've gotten away from that. And I want to thank you. I said, not only are you an amazing chiropractor, but then you go and you create this amazing podcast and I've been listening to them every single week and it's really changing the direction of my life. And I want to thank you for being that role model to me and my family because it really has made a difference. And I was like, oh my God. Like sometimes you don't realize, uh, like the, there's a BJ Palmer quote, you never know how far reaching something you may think, say or do will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. Right? You have no, sometimes you have zero idea of what's going to happen. Right? But sometimes you get an inkling. And yesterday was one of those times. Right? When I get an email like that saying, thank you so much for everything that you do and stuff that you don't, you don't even realize, he said, you don't even realize the reach that you're having with the podcast because now you're not just reaching your patients and your students and the ICPA docs, now you're reaching whoever can listen to you on the podcast. And I never thought of it that way, but I guess. What he is saying is like, and this is what I'm saying to you guys, is are we walking our talk? Right? A lot of us, are, we can talk really good. A lot of us can sell, you know, icebergs to Eskimos. But that's not the point. Right? It's not about being a good salesman. I'm not doing this. I'm not adjusting an autistic kid and spending, you know, all the time, energy, and effort to learn how to do this. I'm not doing it just because I can, I can sell icebergs to Eskimos. I am doing it because I want to see the change. I want to be the change model. I want to be that person in that person's life who helps them shift, right? 
I want to be what BJ said, when you never know how far reaching you can think, say, what you think, say, or do can affect the lives of millions tomorrow. I want to be that person. I want to be the person that, uh, when Gandhi talked, and he said, Mahatma Gandhi, he said, be the change you want to see in the world. So many of us are so complacent, and we're just sitting down with our feet up, saying, you change, and then I'll do something. And I'm gonna suggest it's the other way around. I'm gonna suggest that you think about changing yourself, and then the world will change around you, right? Because what the world needs right now, like that old song, what the world needs now is love. The world needs now is love, right? The world needs love, and they need love coming from a real, strong, grounded person who's got a central purpose in their life. And I'm asking you guys to really dig down deep and find that central purpose. And I know, like, finals is coming up, which is great. You'll be done with this. You can have a nice, you know, four weeks off. Here's what I'm going to suggest you guys do in the four weeks off. Aside from whatever things you want to do, and you maybe you'll visit some practices and you'll eat some all kinds of bad food at Christmas or Hanukkah parties and stuff, <clears throat> besides all the stuff that I know you'll normally do, is start focusing on chiropractic. Right? I have given you green books. Start reading them. You no longer have any excuse whatsoever. You can't say, I can't find them. You can't say they're too expensive. You can't say, I forgot them. Right? So there's zero excuse. Pick out a green book, like The Bigness of the Fellow Within, or The Glory of Going On, my two favorites. Pick out a green book and start reading. And start renewing your purpose. So that, and you got four weeks or so, three and a half weeks or so, to do this. I suggest, this is my challenge to you. If you feel like you are not, don't have the spirit of chiropractic, the spizzerinctum as they used to call it. If you feel like you don't have that spizzerinctum every single day because after 10 quarters or nine quarters, or however long it's taken you to get to this point here, that you feel like you're worn out, I suggest that you change that. Change that by working hard to get to a different place. By studying the thing that got you here in the first place. Right, which is the green books, which is the philosophy. You know, but if you don't like that, then there's plenty of other philosophical chiropractic stuff to listen to you know, on your drive home from here to Alabama or Virginia or New York or Connecticut or Michigan or you're flying to Puerto Rico. Listen to some podcasts. Listen to mine, to Sigafus, to Spinal Column, to Mile High. There's so many great chiropractic podcasts out there now. Right, focus yourself, so in your spare time, you are sharpening that saw, so when you come back, you can be more on fire. You can be more on fire for the, for the reason that you're here anyway. <clears throat> and you don't have to if you don't want to. You want to skate by and keep on going, whatever mediocre things that you want to do is totally fine. But what I'm suggesting is that an excited life is a happy life. An excited life is a happy life. And if you are not totally stoked about coming back on January 5th or 6th or whatever your first day is, if you're not totally stoked, whose fault is it? Right? That's my question to you, is whose fault is it? So I challenge you. I challenge you over this break. You've got three and a half weeks or so to stoke that fire, the fire that got you here in the first place. I challenge you to do that and see what happens next quarter. <clears throat>